when I read a book, I don't really care a lot about if there's a mistake. I care about what does it give. So for me, a good book is that a book that gives me information to change my life or to improve my life. Welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. What does it take to earn a living from selling books on Amazon today? Hi there, my name is Brian Collins. Welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast. This week I caught up with a highly successful Amazon indie author. His name is Mark Recklau and he's from Germany but living in Budapest in Hungary. Mark got into the self-publishing game about 10 years ago, back when it was, I suppose, a lot easier to sell books on platforms like Amazon. He writes personal development, self-help and covers topics like productivity, happiness, habits and even money. He also uses Amazon ads prolifically to sell copies of his non-fiction books. And believe it or not, he's had huge success selling books translated into different languages, specifically Spanish. I was fascinated to hear about Mark's approach, firstly to writing his books and secondly to promoting them via Amazon ads. And Mark describes his process for spending an hour a day promoting his work. He also articulates why he believes translating your books into different languages could be key to earning a good living as an indie author, particularly if you're targeting the United States. He's had great success translating his books specifically into Spanish. Mark's insights into self-publishing reminded me a little bit of when I started self-publishing books years ago. It used to be much easier to sell a self-published book. That's because there was far less competition and I suppose professional publishing companies didn't take indie authors too seriously. And even when Amazon began rolling out its advertising platform, there wasn't a huge amount of competition and you could easily earn a profit on your ads. Now, these days, for better or worse, every indie author needs to invest in Amazon advertising if they want their books to rank and also to sell. And that requires a little bit of work. My biggest suggestion if you're struggling with balancing marketing and writing is to take a bit of advice from the screenwriter David Mamet. Years ago, I watched an interview with him and he described how every creative should do one thing every day for their art. So in a writer's case, that could be writing several hundred words and also do one thing every day for their business. So in a writer's case, that could be setting up Amazon ad campaigns or setting up their email list or some other way of getting their writing into the hands of readers. That way, you'll always have some creative work that you're getting ready to publish. And you'll also have a way of earning a living from your work, which you can use to write something new or to write something better. So I hope you enjoyed this week's interview with Mark. It was a fun one. If you do, please consider leaving a short review on the iTunes store. Your reviews and ratings will help more people find to become a Writer Today podcast. Also, if you do like the show and you know another writer, in your life who you believe would like to learn about self-publishing, promoting their books, or anything else that we cover in this week's podcast episode, please take a moment to share the show on Overcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. It's very hard to earn a full-time living from writing books. Not many people have these days. So I want to dive into what strategies and advice you'd offer for new writers. But before we get to any of that, how did you get started writing personal development and self-help? That's a, a long story, but I'll make it short. So 
I worked in a book printer, although that wasn't that was a purely a coincidence. And about nearly 10 years now, I got fired from my job and I had done a coaching training before. So I thought when I got fired, I said, okay, now I have two years because I had savings for two years and I had less welfare for two years. So I thought, okay, I'm going to become a coach and a consultant and I'm going to earn all my money with that. The jobless welfare comes in. I should try to write a book because you, to distinguish myself, to differentiate myself, because there were already many coaches with books. And the same thing, the idea of my book came because in my coaching training, I saw there's lots of exercises like goal setting or practicing gratitude that people who are doing them actually become successful. The problem is most of the people don't do them. The idea was yeah, to share these exercises with people and try to motivate them to do these kind of exercises at the same time I was doing them being jobless and now after 10 years I can tell you it works so there are really some exercises that if you do them for a period of time you will succeed and that was the idea of my first book 30 days change your habits my life I wrote it self-published it and in the first half year I sold 200 ebooks or something but I kept studying marketing, looking at people who were selling books, and then got a BookBub deal, had 40,000 downloads in a couple of days, and those were for free. But the thing is, afterwards, when it went back to paid, suddenly I was selling 80, 150 books. I could actually start living from my books. Then with time, I started spending more money, and I got less income because Amazon was, the organic visibility was going away. Yeah, so I've experimented with Amazon ads and with varying degrees of success over the years. About 10 years ago, I was also let go from a job and I read a lot of personal development and self-help books at the time. Some books I liked were the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I also read a few books by Tim Ferriss, a few other books in that genre as well. Which ones made a particular impact on you? On me, it was mostly a coaching training as a whole because we were going through like it was a 200 hours coaching training and we were actually doing all the exercises that we later would apply you see, you had accountability to help you put the exercises into practice. Yeah. So we had to do them. And that's why I saw they work. And I also did like a huge process of reflection and introspection going forward. Of course, the same books inspired me. Tim Ferriss, Anthony Robbins, Jack Canfield. Those people were like inspiring me. I read personal development books for over 30 years, but I was never doing the exercises. In my coaching training, it was the first time I wrote down my goals and suddenly things started happening and also influenced in my first book to say, hey, wow, if you really do the exercises, it works. And what I noticed until then was many times I read self-help books and they were so complicated and so dense that when you come to the end of the chapter and it says, no, write down your goals, you're like, no, I can't. I'm too exhausted right now from reading 50 pages that I can't do it now. So that's why in my books, I try to do it very simple lead you to the end of the chapter very quickly and then there's the exercise and hopefully you still have energy to do the exercise because that will make the difference not reading the books but actually doing the exercises a lot of non-fiction books particularly in that genre contain fluff and filler so it's always good to have actionable points at the end of the chapters so was that when you started to develop your writing habit that you've used for writing your series of books exactly so I also informed myself, I read many books on how to write books. In the beginning, I really was not aiming at writing 40,000 words or a book or two or three books a year or selling 700,000 books. In total, I was aiming at writing my 1,000, 2,000 words a day. So in the beginning, I said, okay, I start at six and I will write 2,000 words or three hours, whatever I reach first. I did that for two or three months and had my manuscript. 
So many times I was maybe only writing a thousand words, so I included also the research in it because I was, of course, researching also a lot, reading more personal development books to get more ideas. First book was 2,000 words a day or three hours, and then after three months, I had my manuscript, and then the whole editing process, finding an editor began, and after five months, my book was self-published. Writing nonfiction involves a lot of research. That's a key part of the, the process. What I like to do is just have research for one part of the day, usually in the afternoon or evening, and then try and actually hit the word count, whether it's 2,000 words like you described or whatever the target is in the morning time. Are you still following that process for your books? Because I understand you're writing one to two books per year at the moment. I got lazy now. In the last three years, I became very successful. So I live now and very well from my books. And I noticed for five, six years, I was working a lot and kept this process. And then when success came, I became a little bit more lazy. I now write one or two books a year. And when I write, then I stick to that process. But actually, I think writing now is like two months of the year. I do work one hour on my Amazon ads every day and read still a lot to get new ideas. But like I know many writers who really the whole year through write their thousand, two thousand words a day. And of course, they publish a lot more books which at the end should be the goal. So I'm figuring out how to set new goals. And I've also said, I told you, or I'm very lazy or I became extremely well organized because the 80-20 rule is a big part of my life. So 20% of your work should actually make 80% of your income because the introspection, reflection, that's something I keep doing. And then I say, okay, maybe I'm lazy or maybe I just became incredibly well organized because if 20% of the work brings me 80% of my results, then okay, I'm working 80% less than I was working five years ago. Yeah, you probably understand what to focus on or do more of. And that frees you up then to uh, time off and work on other projects. Exactly. So is writing nonfiction books, is that your main business or how you pay the bills? Yes. Funnily, because normally nonfiction authors, they write a couple of books and then they use those to get invited to speaking gigs or do a lot of coaching, consulting. And I tried it. It didn't work for me. I had coaching clients, but never enough to have a good life. I do every year one or two well-paid speaking gigs, but they are not enough to maintain a good lifestyle. And then 2018, it was that moment when I saw it, it's going down again. Yeah, the good times was over. I didn't get book pub deals anymore. So this is when indie authors had to use Amazon ads to sell their books. That's when that started. That was when I noticed for myself, I'm going down. If I don't do anything, I might have to look for a job or whatever. But nobody wants me anymore anyway, because I haven't been working in a real job since 2013. Another deep dig. And my girlfriend helped me because she's a LinkedIn consultant. And she did my LinkedIn shows. She always said, Mark, every post needs a reason. So what do you want to achieve with the post? Do you want to get conferences? Do you want to get coaching clients? And I was blocked. I was like, ah, leave me. I don't. But I had to force myself. What do I really, really want? And then one sweet day after she repeated the question the fourth or fifth time, I said, okay. Without fear, if I could choose, I really would like to earn all my income with my books. That's it. I don't want to do coaching. I don't want to do conference. For LinkedIn, that didn't make a lot of sense. But for me, it was amazing. It was a breakthrough. I admitted to myself the first time, okay, I want to make all my money with books. And there are authors out there who are doing it, right? The fiction authors who are earning a lot of money. And I found Mark Dawson, the British crime writer said he was earning a lot of money. He also had a course, so I investigated him. This is ads for authors. I took that course a few years ago. Ah, uh, Yeah, exactly. I found ads for authors. And then, of course, I did my due diligence. So because everybody says they're making a lot of money with books, but later when you look, you really have to study where are they positioned in Amazon and the students 
are the students position and I found out yeah it, I mean you can see it with the reviews if his books have like 2,000 reviews it's selling and he has many books with many reviews. I said, okay, that looks good. I did the course and I was so desperate. So I followed it to the letter. I started very small with Amazon ads, but I could see there was a change. So when before I was earning $1,000 a month, when I started doing ads, it was 1300 1500 And then I just did for 17 months. I counted that because I did a presentation. I did the same thing every day, managing my ads, making new ads. And after 17 months, I have achieved my first 15,000 euro a month only with my books. Congrats. Was that profit or was that before you take into account that? No, the profit was maybe 10,000. That's excellent. Yeah. It's good that you're asking because it's always nice to talk about, you know, when you make the big sums, oh, 25,000. 30,000, 15,000, but I have to say profit was always like 10 to 12. So the net was 10 to 12,000, which is okay, you know, which is the deal I take anytime. Yeah. And were you primarily using Amazon ads or did you also use Facebook ads? Yes. That's the good thing for me now that I say, okay, I didn't even try Facebook ads. So I could start with Facebook ads and see if I can get some more, you know, like 5,000 that more would be nice. And then BookBub ads might work because I think five years ago, many people, they wanted to pay two ninety nine for an ebook. But I think people now paying four ninety nine, five ninety nine, they gotten used to it. I never bought ebooks for seven ninety nine. Then I rather would buy the paperback. But now I actually don't care. If the book I like, I pay seven ninety nine or nine ninety nine for the ebook. Also because in Hungary, I don't have Amazon Prime anymore. So let's have the ebook instead of waiting one or two weeks for the paperback book, right? Yeah, I sometimes buy a book in multiple formats. So I'll buy the Kindle book and read it. And then if it's particularly good, I'll, I'll get the print book. For example, I was reading a book about training for a triathlon. So I bought the print book for the race plans, but the Kindle book, just so I could read it on the go. So I'm curious, are your book royalties mostly from Amazon or are you also selling on other platforms? Yes, I know. 50%. So that was also fun build. I have changed my business model because last August, Amazon closed my account, of course, by mistake, but it was horrible because you go back from 15,000. Your ads account or your KDP account? No, my KDP account. Oh, wow. Because of a mistake. Wow. Yeah, that was horrible. A bot went crazy. And then the, the Amazon rep also was not very empathetic. But then I got it back. And that's when I questioned everything. And I had the first time I could look at my numbers. For example, of my gross, Amazon is 70% of my gross income. But net, it's only 50. And then I get Ingram. So I have my paperback also on Ingram. And I do the expanded distribution with Ingram. And then after August, I took all my books out of KDP. And I'm now wide with my ebooks of KDP Select. So I'm now wide with my ebooks, but that takes a little bit. It's not a lot of money that's coming in, but it's getting better. But it's like starting all over again. But I'm willing to do this. The thing to having all your eggs in one basket, there's something to it. And I learned the hard way. Yeah, well, especially when you have a series of books like you do that are all consistently branded, it's easier to sell them on multiple platforms. Exactly. KDP is probably the best place to start. Are you also selling audiobooks? Also audiobooks. So what I wanted to say is like of my total income, 90% come of books, what means Amazon, the other platforms, Publish Drive, draft to digital Ingram, and audiobooks. And then some small direct sales, which I'm also not pursuing very much. Maybe would be a good idea to pursue them because sometimes companies ask me for 20 or 50 books for their employees. So I deliver them via Amazon or via Ingram. 
And I understand you're also starting to translate your books into different markets, for example, Spanish. Yes, that what I, I did it very early because I speak Spanish. I lived in Spain for 17 years because I write in English because most of my info comes in English. So it's for me easier to write in my bad English. But then later I put and have a good editor and a good proofreader and they make it nice. And then I translate it to Spanish and then I get a Spanish proofreader to make it nice again. And that was also a little bit luck for me. Well, luck. Yeah, that I can speak the language and can do my own translations because when you don't have a lot of money, translations are expensive, right? So I did that myself and just had to pay the editor. And I have to tell you, most of my money now, I would say like 60-70% come from my Spanish books, which is incredible. So I'm not even earning so much anymore with my English books. But the Spanish market has become such a gold. There's less competition, I would imagine. Less competition. Above all, Spanish books in the US is amazing. That's my absolute cash cow. Yeah, it's the second biggest language. Exactly. And I think you have already like 200 million or 100 million Spanish. And not only the US, but also the whole of South America, except Mexico, buys their books on the .com. So it's an incredible reach and I can see that. And do you have to use uh, advertising to sell your books, your Spanish books? Yes. That's also how I know that advertising works because I didn't sell any Spanish books in the US before advertising. And then I think in, at the end of 2019, it was possible to advertise Spanish books in the US on the dot-com store. And that's when it took off. That was incredible. And of course, Spain is also a nice market, .es, but of course, not with that many readers. But like really for me, the, the greatest thing was that I can advertise and sell my Spanish books on the dot-com. Have you created Spanish audiobooks of your books as well? Yes. Excellent. So my books have been up there for a few competition for a long time since 2015 my books have always been up in the amazon bestseller list and then i got contacted from like storytell i have i sold four audiobooks then i have another three books with booker which was a spanish audiobook publisher which now sold the rights to american so those are my audiobooks i have with publishers and all the rest i have i produced myself with findaway voices and probably if I get back the rights from Storytel, I'll also put up the books myself on Findaway Voices because that's what I noticed. I like to be in charge of my own rights. So because in the beginning, and I was lucky with Storytel because they're really doing a lot to sell my audiobooks. It's, it's not like sometimes, you know, traditional publishers. I have one book with, a, with the biggest Spanish traditional publisher and I was so happy when I got the deal. And now I'm so sad <laughs> that I gave it to them because it's not selling. You're just a number there. So I like to have my own rights and I will probably do that also then with my audiobooks. So you've recently written a book about minimalism. When you're selecting topics today, do you pick a topic based on what's of interest to you or do you pick it based on what you think your market would or readers would like to buy? No, it's like a process. You know, it's like very funny. I should concentrate more on the market, but... For me, it was like a process. So I started with habits because habits was for me the way to get going. And Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was a particularly popular genre back in 2016, 2017. Exactly. And then when you get in habits, automatically get interested in productivity. So my next book was about productivity. And then I kept on researching and everything and I found out, oh, wow, happiness. Happiness makes you more productive. So with the same tools, a person that is happier than his colleague will be more productive. That's amazing. It's a brain thing, right? At the same time, my book was translated to Japanese, and I have a fantastic translator there who discovered me practically. And then he said, hey, I want you to write a self-love book because I think it would sell well in Japan. 
And then I wrote the self-love book. It didn't sell well in Japan, but I have it in English. So I uploaded it in English. I translated it to Spanish and, it's, and now it's selling like crazy in Spain. Then I wrote a book about people skills because the world thinks we Japanese are so polite. And I thought so too. But he told me we are not so polite as we seem. And I, I wrote that book, which is going well. And then on my way, I became a minimalist. I was like interested in, in minimalism. And then I became a minimalist. I moved from my house to a boat, so I had to throw half of my stuff. You're not in a boat right now, though. No, now I'm living in a good apartment, but with few stuff. Yeah, for our listeners, I can see a cooker and a door in the background. It doesn't look like a boat. Yeah, yeah. Then I found out you can even live in a great apartment as a minimalist, but then I moved from my boat to Malta, so I moved by airplane. So I had to throw away a lot of stuff again. Things that I didn't, I just got rid of things that I didn't need. And now really my belongings, they fit in one and a half suitcases. So for me, I can move everywhere with one and a half suitcases with less baggage than other people go on a three weeks vacation. So at the end of this, I thought, well, yeah, write another book about it, you know, because mostly when I write a book, I experiment it. Also productivity, when I have the feeling I'm good at it or it works for me, then I write a book about it and look it worked for me right maybe it works for you too now i write actually a book about which i always wanted to write but i didn't see myself you know like when can you write a book on how to become rich right but now i'm at a point where i say okay like 10 years ago i was jobless and i got 800 euros welfare jobless well for a month and in the last three years i had many days where i made 800 dollars with my books a day I'm not super rich. I mean, first of all, rich is what you consider to be rich. Financially independence is if you spend 1,000 euros a month and you earn 2,000 by passive income, you are basically financially independent. So also I see it as a bridge. I'm not like a super rich guy. So it's still when you read the book, you can see, okay, if this guy made it, I can do it too. And then I, I put in all the, the stuff I did, right? Again, it's getting rid of unnecessary things spending less on unnecessary things and from that you build on so that's like my latest project so that's the book that you've published recently what are you working on next no the happy minimalist is the one i published recently and now i'm working on this book on a money book i don't have a title yet but it will probably be like from jobless to six figures or something like that because i would like to call it from jobless to millionaire but i'm not a millionaire so i can't call it like that <laughs> so i have to think of something else when you are searching your books, do you read a lot of different books in the same genre? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I read 10, 12, 15 books on productivity. But the important thing was not the reading it, because if I only read it and then like write it, I think it wouldn't be that successful because people will notice it. I mean, that's a guy who talks about things he reads. But uh, one thing is that, and one thing is a guy that writes about things he really experimented and improved his, his life. And that's what I'm doing. On every subject, I would read five to ten books minimum but then i have to also do it and are you reading them on kindle and, and taking notes or what does your research process look like yeah reading them on kindle getting it all into my head and then mixing it up in my head and then somehow it comes out but it's very interesting even in, in this money books you know i wasn't investing until a year ago and then i read three books on investing and the three authors who were totally independent from each other all said oh the best way is investing in an index fund I thought, okay, if those three guys say it, let's start. Now I'm doing it. I don't know how it's going to go because they also say, well, with this economic crisis, maybe it's the first time index funds don't work anymore, but we will see. But you know, you get also just lots of great ideas and then practicing them and doing them and then say, okay. And do you outline a book like the money book in advance based on your research? 
Yes, 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 absolutely. So I write down uh, chapter ideas. I have to say in my last book, ChatGPT helped me a little bit because I just told him, hey, give me 20, 30 ideas on a money book. And then I compared with my notes. I said, oh, I like it. So it helps. And then I write two, 250 words per chapter or 300 because I write very short chapters. It seems that that has made my book successful. Are you writing your chapters in Scrivener or some other app? I know I write them in Word and then I pass them through Grammarly. Although I think I have to also get the other one. Written word? No, nah, it doesn't matter. Well, I use a software to do the first corrections. What grammar checker do you use for Spanish out of interest? No, in Spanish, I use humans. There's no, I don't know of a program there. And yeah, I think the success of my books comes from the short chapters. So that's how I do it now. I try to find 50 to 60 or 70 chapter titles. And do you work with the same editor in all of your books? Or do you find different editors per project? No, I always have to find new ones because... Um, bad experiences, like I have never found one who kept the level high. It seemed like always they're doing good your first book, and then the second book they already don't do so well anymore in the third book. The problem is when I can find mistakes in the manuscript, then it's a problem because it's not my language. And I don't see my mistakes that I make, but if later I find a mistake, then it's like, uh-oh. So that was a little bit the bad thing, so I always have to look for new editors, but I hope that I finally find one that I can stick with. Do you spend long editing and rewriting your books before you publish them? No, not so long. So I, well, I go through it twice, second time with Grammarly, and then I give it to an editor. Normally, I trust their work. Maybe that's also my problem. Maybe if I would give it to two editors, it would be better. Every now and then, I get feedback. My reader, actually, the guy or girl from the street who doesn't care a lot about the if there's a spelling error, they just take in the information and apply it. So... They're looking for actionable insights rather than a lengthy book. They are for action takers. My books are for action takers. And the, yeah, and I think my readers are like me. When I read a book, I don't really care a lot about if there's a mistake. I care about what does it give. So for me, a good book is that a book that gives me information to change my life or to improve my life. So will your money book be out in 2023? I hope so. I'm a little bit lazy, so I don't have the process that I told you before. I'm not disciplined sitting down every day. Maybe I should get back to that. Maybe... Because if I think if I sit down every day, I can finish the manuscript in four weeks. But right now, I'm like a little bit not so very disciplined. So we'll see. But you're working on your ads most days from what you've said. Yes, there I'm disciplined. And that's another thing of the 80-20. So when I say I'm lazy, that's always like, maybe I'm not lazy. Because when I'm evaluating money-making tasks and not money-making tasks, I know that every ad I make will bring money. But every book I make, of all my books, so I have 13 books in English and Spanish, it's 26. And then I have some in German and some box sets and everything. But eight books, four books and two languages bring in 80% of my income. So I probably have to write four books so that one of them becomes a real good seller. And it's always easier to make more ads than to write four books for me. That's a little bit of thing. Yeah, a book can take you months. So Mark, we're out of time. Where can people go if they're interested in reading your work? Oh, there's only one Mark Regler. Well, there are two, but one is with a K and I'm with a C. So Mark Regler with a C. You put it in Google, you find me. You put it in Amazon, my books come up. In social media, I'm also as Mark Regler, but I'm always like one and a half feet out of social media because I don't really like social media. The only reason I stay in there is that I might start with Facebook ads this year. So I have to stay in there, but an old school guy. So Mark at markreckloud.com is my email and that's my favorite way to communicate and the best way to yeah to connect with me 
That's R-E-K-L-A-U. I'll include links in the show notes, but thanks for your time, Mark. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please consider leaving a short review on the iTunes store or sharing the show on Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you're listening. More reviews, more ratings and more shares will help more people find the Become a Writer Today podcast. And did you know for just a couple of dollars a month, you could become a Patreon for the show? Visit patreon.com forward slash become a writer today or look for the support button in the show notes. Your support will help me record, produce and publish more episodes each month. And if you become a Patreon, I'll give you my writing books, discounts on writing software and on my writing courses. 